1: Hello, and welcome to Why Are You Like This? A podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and this week we are getting goofy. Our guest is a poet, a gymnast, a songwriter, a comedian. He is the mother I never had, the sister everybody would want, and the friend that everyone deserves. Please welcome to the mic, Dylan Adler!
2: Oh my god, Gail Akira Adler. I'm so... (laughs) Happy to be here. You're now you have to cry because you're like, I don't I haven't told her this enough. I'm just tissue, tissue. Oh my god.
1: I watched that interview so much with um I love I love that Oprah interview. It makes me feel like I have a friend who feels that way even when I feel like I don't,
2: you know? Oh my god, me too. I'm like, damn <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's not what my friendships <laughs> are, but I'm happy for you, Oprah. That's it. A- <laughs> Amazing.
1: My friends are like, yeah, he's there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> friends are like, yeah, he's kind of he can be a bitch sometimes.
2: But like, you know, we it's chill.
1: Yeah, it's chill. He's like mean, but like in a cool way. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, babe? I'm
2: good. I'm good. I um this morning I had some stomach issues, but now I'm feeling better, and I just um I'm feeling much better today uh, this afternoon because I took some
1: time nice you know tums and uh the fact that you can take preem, like preemptive tums genius <sighs> that is
2: literally like why yeah it's it's like birth control no sorry, <laughs> cut that. it's so yeah tums are very powerful they always do the job
1: for me it's like i wake up in the morning i take my birth control i take my <laughs> prep i take my tums and yes, then i'm ready to go yes. of
2: course of course
1: and I'm like, why do I have a headache six hours later? I couldn't tell you. I know. <laughs> I love that. Well, Dylan, let's just hop in. Where are you from? I um, I'm from San Francisco.
2: I'm originally from San Francisco, um, the Bay Area, kind of a suburb outside of San Francisco called San Rafael, and I grew up there. I went to um San Rafael High School, and then I moved to New York for college, pretty
1: much. Oh, yes. fun. Did you go to NYU? Are you an yes, NYU I kid? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, okay, okay. I just, yeah. you know, I just like to call it out from the start. It's like when people <laughs> no, are like, yeah, I went to school in Cambridge.
2: No, it's very important to call it out because I never mention it on stage or in conversation because, you know, I, I understand the rap and I feel like, no, 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 yes, yes. Uh, we NYU students do deserve the rap um, that they
1: get. Um, but yes, I'm always like,
2: yeah, I went to school in New York. Anyway, yeah. Um, what's your do? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I got too scared. I was like, because I'm from a suburb of Portland, Oregon, and um, I had like NYU stuff because I was like, I'm gonna go to theater school, sure. Uh, and then by the time applying came around, I really don't know what happened because I didn't even kind of look up an application.
2: Oh my god, that's funny.
1: I was like, guess I can't move that far as I am in New York now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I love that. I'm, oh, my
2: God. I remember the application process was like so crazy. But for some reason, I remember NYU's for I applied for music composition. It was like less like extra essays and requirements for them. and And the program seemed cool. So I applied there.
1: I love it. Yeah, You're like a little less work, fierce. A little
2: less, I know, fierce. And I remember looking at Stanford and Columbia's, and I remember like the people, my like, I my was like, that's a reach. I would call that like a reach, reach. And I'm like, yeah. And they have six essays. No,
1: I, I fully like don't think anybody in my high school was applying to Ivys. Like sometimes I talk to people in New York, and they're like, well, yeah, that's just where you went. And I'm like, that's where you went.
2: No, I know. Kids at the I know kids at the private high schools like got into Ivys, but kids at our high schools who were very smart would apply. I didn't apply to Ivys, but kids would apply and they wouldn't get in because yeah. we were like kind of like a public school. We weren't, it, and it's like what the hell? Like our our like it was weird. It was weird, but like yeah, I don't I don't know how colleges like go about that. But there were like private there were like private high schools that would definitely accept way more like like. Um, the IVs and like you know ucla would accept way more of them than like the kids at our school who i feel like were like just as smart
1: meanwhile i'm like watching gossip girl and seeing adults play <laughs> high schoolers, and i'm like what is going on <laughs> yeah 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 same
2: but i i, I never applied because I, I know my place but still you know
1: you are in the ivy of new york i guess <laughs>
2: I e yeah, that's Columbia, but but thank you.
1: <laughs> when did you start playing music?
2: I started playing music when I was six. Um, I Whoa. played, yeah. Um, my mom, um, taught me p- a little bit of piano by. Uh, just by like, you know, memory And then she's like, you need to learn how to write music I mean, uh, how to read music And I was like, no, I know I already know how to do that, I don't want to do this But she made me and my brother do the first lesson And then we got, a, then we just loved piano And got addicted to it and fell in love with
1: it And never stopped playing You and your brother both play?
2: Yes, we do, we both play
1: piano Magic twin Yeah. Twins who play piano, why are you guys not on tour? <laughs>
2: Oh my god, that's what I think. I know. I um I'm trying to get him to start doing comedy too so I can like incorporate him into some stuff, but he's very uh, he's a classical musician now. Oboe, not piano, but um yeah, we sometimes do little duets together.
1: Close, you know, close instruments. Yeah.
2: Yes. Close, <laughs> like both both like, you know, <laughs> you know, both string instruments. It's a vibe.
1: It's a vibe. I uh yeah. I played trumpet for a long time and then... I did too in jazz band. Ooh yeah. But why weren't you playing jazz piano?
2: I know I should have fucking played jazz piano. Well, I was I was so stupid. I just trumpet which I wasn't even that good at and it hurts your cheeks as you know. It does. Yes. It it's does. so I painful. Have
1: mine, I have mine here in, in the studio with me today. Um oh my god. That's awesome. You could have been like Ryan Reynolds. You could have you could have Lala Land. <laughs> oh um, wait isn't that wait no is that ryan not reynolds? ryan reynolds is that the it wrong was, ryan <laughs>
2: a different ryan i think
1: <laughs> as a man named ryan i'm so sorry
2: <laughs> oh my god literally that's ryanist but
1: that's ryan <laughs> that's
2: ryanist but i think
1: gosling oh my, gosling
2: got ryan gosling ryan gosling mm-hmm. I there. know, I should have done jazz piano I was an idiot, but I thought, no, I want to branch out and do something new But trumpet is like a shitty instrument <laughs> I don't like it
1: it's painful. I wasn't even like,
2: yeah, it was painful It was painful to play
1: Well, and then get this I get to high school, I've been playing trumpet for four years Uh-huh. And I fall in love <gasps> With the section leader of the French horns She was a it- senior Oh my god. Switch to French horn for her.
2: Shut the <laughs> fuck up. That is actually s- the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wanna trumpet player switches to French horn. That's a queer narrative. I played mm-hmm. French horn as well. Um, but it's like it's a way more queer instrument. It sounds like it's like it's a lot more full. The tone is more lyrical and expressive. Trumpet I feel is very
1: straight. It feels very hetero. Mm, very, very reason. hetero. I like um, that you have to sit down to play a French horn.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's like, there's no way we can stand and ca- put it like, I can't have my hand in this big horn and stand. Are you kidding me, daddy?
1: You know? <laughs> Very that. Did you have to do marching band?
2: Uh, No, but I did pep band where we played for our football team. Um, and our football team was so bad. We played a victory song whenever we got a yard. So like we would always be losing points. And then at one moment, I think by like some miracle, we got a yard, and they'd be like, "Play, uh, play, uh, Johnny, be good." It was it was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Yeah, so it gets even queerer because if you're a a French horn player and you're in marching band, you actually march with this strange instrument called a mellophone, which is just like a trumpet with like a bigger bell.
2: I think I've seen the (laughs) mellophone.
1: Lord that's the gayest shit i that's the gayest shit i did and i make a career out of musical theater Um...
2: (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that's that i think that's that's gayer than um that's gayer than um oh my god lance bass i don't know i can't Mm -hmm. can't think of a gay person off the top of my head
1: no never they're not they're never top of mind although i did (laughs) i did know that I liked Lance as a kid if I was asked which NSYNC person I was like I know it's Lance
2: I thought he was the cutest I thought he was the hottest
1: growing now that I'm grown yeah. like JT does it for me
2: really okay I Yeah. Think, I think it's probably still Lance Bass for me but I thought that he yeah for some reason for some reason I don't know why
1: there's just something there yeah. it was like or if I look at the Backstreet Boys I'm definitely like Kevin like the older one
2: Oh, Kevin. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm I'm less familiar with the, but I think maybe Nick was it for me. But I think he, he's he's a bad dude.
1: <laughs> the Carter family. What a time!
2: Oh my God, the Carter family. I I've never admitted this to anyone else, but I um, <laughs> I'm paying for Aaron Carter's OnlyFans, <laughs> and I've never told anyone, and I don't. I don't like admitting it, but it's true. Is it worth
1: the investment?
2: I'd say I used it for one good little, you know, jerk session of mine and that's mm-hmm. all I've used it for. I have I okay, become... jer- oh, keep you on time. Oh,
1: go for it. Yeah. You no, don't I usually saying... jerk to celebrities. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or yeah. um or white people. I'm trying mm. like, you know, weaning off, but um I, I have made an exception for Aaron Carter because I had a childhood crush.
1: He also feels like he needs it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I'm actually like kind of keeping him on the rails. <laughs> there. Yeah. And I'm like kind of safe. I'm literally saving him.
1: <laughs> my literal fear. Anytime someone's like, mm, you should start an OnlyFans, which isn't often that people say this to me. But if they do, I'm like, my biggest fear is that I would start one and nobody would subscribe.
2: That I know that wouldn't happen.
1: That Thank definitely you. wouldn't happen. But yes, OnlyFans and I have become quite close friends over um, pandemic. I love that. It started out as, you know, just, you know, supporting sex workers like we're supposed to, and now it's essentially me at 12 years old with Pornhub.com slash gay. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. 1000%. It's,
2: <laughs> when you get into it, oh boy, it's, um, it's a little, you,
1: you, you can get swept away. You $10 goes so fast. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So back to you playing instruments. Yes. Were you like, like silly goofy in school or were you like, I'm a quiet piano player? In school,
2: um, I think I went through some phases in elementary school. I was fairly like um, pretty out there and pretty weird and very flamboyant and loud Middle school, I'd say my one objective was to be um, considered cool and hot. And one of the, which I, I was outside of the popular group. I was not part, but like that was my one. So I just, I didn't have a personality. My only personality was like to try to, you know, be a part of this crew that I that was on the outside of. And then high school, I think I was um, also still quiet. Um. Yeah, I was pretty quiet and in the closet, and so to my one group of friends, I was very funny and always making jokes. But to everyone else, I was just kind of like I would kind of sink into myself.
1: That happens. I middle school me, I was a big fan of having like girlfriends that I would talk to on the phone for a really long time, but would not like see.
2: Oh, you you wouldn't see them?
1: Well, it'd be like we're at school, and then we would go home, and then I would be on the home phone. Four hours oh my god when my middle school girlfriend actively lived down the street so like that was walkable <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> that's very funny but we broke up on um, neopets chat so it wasn't that messy. that is literally a pen
2: 15 plot line mm-hmm. um i had a girlfriend in middle school for three weeks um, her name was Cindy DeVia And I don't think she didn't speak English So whenever we were together Her friend helped like, kind of translate A little bit I-, I really did like her And I think she did to me But then my friends were like I saw on Facebook She said she was single So then I came <gasps> up to her And I broke up with her And it was very upset But we still keep in contact today <laughs> We're like Yeah, it's
1: funny It's funny when I think back on that Because like I had so many like, girlfriends through middle school, high school. And it, I always did enjoy these people. Yeah. But, like, I never got the, like, urge to fuck. And Uh so when, like, friends around me, like, would? Or would be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, hooking up with someone. I was like, I don't understand. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I get that. For me, actually, I was just talking about this, I think I was a little more sexually confused in middle school because I think I was definitely for sure attracted to guys. Mm-hmm. But then a little was like, oh, yeah, I think I could. This seems appealing, too. But then, like, high school came around and it's like, oh, no, I all I want is to suck a dick,
1: <laughs> you know? I mean, there's something always that's going to be alluring to, like, the things that we don't show everyone. Um, yes. You know, which I think is nice. But I I did fully have a girlfriend who was like, we've been together a long time. Like, you can, like, touch my boob. And I was like, <laughs> like, like, very ladybird," And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I could. Hmm. <laughs> Blackout. That's like, the end of the play. End of scene. <laughs> it's funny. I like that. Uh, so when did you become this bombastic comedian that you are like when did you start being like you know what, I'm gonna share these kind of kooky thoughts that I have with the world
2: yes yes um so for that um I was at school um I was majoring in music composition so my main goal was I really want to write musical theater I want to write I was very inspired by Wicked I don't it's Mm -hmm. a cliche but I just it really opened up I loved Pippin I I just was so inspired by um
1: Stephen Schwartz.
2: Yeah, Stephen Schwartz. I I love him. He's still one of my all time favorites. And then um you know uh Color Purple. I was seeing and I was like, there. I wanted to do that maybe song, right? But then I took one acting class where we did one section of like improv, and it was so much fun. And I always like kind of like to put on shows as a kid and make uh, people laugh and um do that. So. Um, then I went to an improv jam, which is just kind of like you, you go and you just like improvise with some people who were there. It was really scary. And I went with some people at first, but then I loved it so much. I started going by myself and then I took improv classes and started stand up at the same time. And I made like friends with some people like immediately. And then I've just never stopped because yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I slowly kind of, um, went from like being obsessed with I want to compose to like, oh, I really want to perform and like you know do comedy and act and you know it, it was um, I think that's kind of where that came from.
1: I love that. I've um, talked about this before, but there's an interview where I was listening to Alaska um, Thunderfat, Thunderfoot and she was saying the two like careers that come to mind for her where you can literally like do anything is being a drag queen or being Mm. a comedian. Mm. And I think it's just like, so true and like kind of unlocked things for me. Yeah. There's no one saying you can't write a musical if you want to, but you're also like finding a way to write your own music. That is comedy. That is performing. That is. Yes. If you're straight up just a musical theater person, that's all you do. Like you don't, there's not the same freedom in that like lane.
2: Yes. Yes. That's, I love about comedy. It is like, at least like when it, yeah, you're the creator of your own comedy. You, you know what, like there are always, at least in like New York, there are so many opportunities for you to go up in front of people and say what you want to say, what you think is funny. And it's like a lot in your control, which is, I think, extremely gratifying in some ways and very, um, yeah, it's like it, it, it can really um fill you up creatively you can do whatever you want it can be comedy it can be mute a mix of comedy and music it can be like um whatever you whatever you want to see you know i i i think i agree with that
1: it's great in my opinion it's one of my favorite things in the world to do so like more power to you when did you learn how to do a backflip i um went <laughs>
2: I, I start. I did gymnastics when I was a little kid because me and my brother were kind of like um, we jumped all over the house and like hurt ourselves doing it. So it's like we we were just like we're obsessed with it. And then I stopped a little bit, but then in um, in college I um, did diving. I was on the diving team for NYU.
1: Okay, athlete, hot athlete. <laughs> no,
2: it was it was very it was D three. So it was like definitely not intense, intense, but it was very fun. And then I think during pandemic, I was like, I kind of want to like incorporate a backflip into my set somehow. And I was like, and then I somehow, I like thought of a way to like
1: make it into a joke. <laughs> That's what I did. I love it. It catch it caught me off guard. I loved it. I was lucky enough to see Dylan and some other wonderful comedians um, perform sets just for me. Uh, a couple oh my ago. god! At
2: the queue, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was very fun for Gabe's incredible sketch <laughs> that premiere. That was very fun, uh, and it was <laughs> delightful across the board. But the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, "Y'all don't have to do this." Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I love it. So, is it just you and your brother, or do you have other siblings? I have an older sister. Um, Her name is Hannah, and
2: she has low functioning autism. Um, And yeah, I she lives at home with my parents and they take care of her. And I love her so much. Me and my brother, when we're home, we sometimes will watch her just like play her music.
1: And she's she's very sweet. She's like very grounding for me. She's like, I have to be the grounded one. I have these two. I know flips, exactly. Playing music, These two
2: insane Virgo little bitches, and she's just an Aquarius that's kind of like very, very, very soothed, very calming. You know, she she knows what's up, and also she has perfect pitch. Me and my brother have perfect pitch, and so does she. And it and and um, because we'll play her songs, and when it's not in the original key, she'll pull our hands off the piano.
1: She's Isn't like, funny? this is not. This is not right. You're not. She's doing like, it right.
2: um, I asked for this. He's like, I I don't want you to creatively go in another direction, honey. Play the original.
1: I didn't want your interpretation of someone like you by Adele. <laughs> that, I just wanted Adele. That is exactly what it is. But it, except with my
2: sister, it's like you know, Sesame Streeter. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another, <laughs> uh,
1: song. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Dylan. You are a musician, a backflipper, a diver. You're a twin. You have so many things going on. And I just have to ask you, why are you like this?
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh
2: my God. Oh my God. Um, why am I like this? Okay, I think um, my answer for why am I like this I thought the most strong thing that came to me when I was thinking of that is my mother Yoshiko. I am the way I am because of her. She is a full extrovert, which I am. She loves to be, she, like, my friends will tell her, like, she, my friends will, like, oh, your mother, she needs to do comedy. She's, what a waste of talent. She's, she's just so, so, and I'm like, Okay, you've never said that to me, Auntie, but um <laughs> she's like always making jokes. She loves to be the life of the party. She likes to have a good time. She gets along with a lot of people. So I think a lot of like that is some of what I like to, you know, some of the things good and bad that I have or like when it comes to my sense of humor or like kind of like who I am socially. Mm-hmm. A lot of it for sure comes from my mom, 100%.
1: Yeah, there's nothing that feels better than, like, finishing a set and having your friend be like, your mom was so funny while you were up there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, um, okay, I'm going to end
2: it all. No, just
1: kidding. You're like, I um, guess I'm quitting the business. I
2: know. I mean, like, I'll do sets with her. I'll do, like, um, I'll perform and she'll be in the audience and I do a song where it's like, um where I'm, like, addressing that I'm gay. And then I sometimes make a joke where I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't come out to my mom yet. She's in the audience. And then my mom was like, what? Which got a bigger laugh than my entire set. I'm like, oh, my God, my mom cannot be getting a bigger laugh than me.
1: <laughs> ah! You just you just stop. You're like, I can't. Yeah.
2: Also, by the way, she's filming the whole thing. She's, like, like
1: filming it being like,
2: what? Just, like, playing along.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love that. My mom yeah, also funny. is very life of the party energy. Yeah. Which is great in a in a variety of wonderful, wonderful ways. Yeah. Um but I do find sometimes when I'm like, oh my god, I'm being my mom, like I'm like, I don't want to leave this party, I just wanna keep dancing. And everyone's yes, like it's, yes. it's time to go. You have to go. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It's
2: five AM. Uh it's five AM, Mrs. Andrews. You gotta um, go. Yeah. Um I know. I I find that too with my Me and my brother are very we're I think uh he's also gay and we I think we have that socially that piece of our mom and us for sure.
1: I want to know more about your parents who created two Olympian musician <laughs> gay gay kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: we were made in a lab Um yes. a stormy night <laughs> with perfect pitch. <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, let's give this gene for the, oh, um Very Gattaca. Uh, yes, Gad- very Gattaca. The twins, the twins. The there. twins. <laughs> Holy shite. Um, so about the parents who created them. Yes. Should I talk about my daddy? Sure, yeah, let's talk <laughs> okay. about daddy. So um, I'm going to talk about daddy. Um, my dad, no, I love him so much. He is a, my mom is Japanese and my dad is Jewish. And he is my, he is very level-headed. He's grounded. Me and my my dad and my sister are both Aquariuses. So they kind of have that groundedness, that kind of like kind of sensitivity in them. And um, he is very level-headed. He's very good at um, making decisions during crises and, and yet, you know, remaining. He is the one I go to if I'm in a crisis or like he is so good at giving advice to help you feel better. Um, my mom a little less so, but it's okay. It's okay. I love her. But yes, he's very good at, you know, being, making grounded decisions. And um, yeah, that's him. And I love him very much. You know, growing up, me and my um, brother were like, definitely like, you know, your typical gay sons clinging to mama. We were mommy's boys. And my sister was a daddy's girl. But um, I love my dad equally. And I think he's, He's, like, given me such good advice. It's helped me through a lot of
1: times. I have recently started thinking about my parents. Just mm-hmm. recently. I haven't thought about them in 30 years. But now that's, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start thinking about them. That's so fair, Ryan. That's so fair.
2: <laughs> sometimes but you forget.
1: Sometimes you forget. Um. So it's me. I have a sister who's younger than me. And then mom and dad. Yeah. And we are like, kind of, like, the outpost of Andrews. Like, we're the only ones in Oregon. Everyone else is in Rhode Island. So okay. it was, like... Just kind of the four of us, and then we got really good at making friends that became family kind of vibes.
2: Oh, our family was good at that, too.
1: Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is not technically my aunt, but, like, they have been there. So, I guess.
2: Wait, and it, it was it through your mom? Because my mom is, like, the big glue. She's, like, good at mm-hmm. maintaining friendships and, like, Auntie Mimi and Auntie Le- Like, they're not my biological, but I call them my aunties because... They're my mom's college roommates, my like my Asian aunties that she's best friends with in Berkeley. Is that like you too?
1: Yeah, my mom is very very social. Like I know like all of my mom's friends. My dad is a good. He's a great time. He's a lot of fun. But he's <laughs> also the person who taught me to like go to a movie by myself or like take yourself out to dinner. Oh, I love that. So he's like totally chill. He's like, yeah, you're. I mean, I can hang out with your your mom. She's my best friend, and if somebody <laughs> else comes, great. But I don't <laughs> need, like, a, a big social circle. And my mom, like, yeah, needs more social people, which I think sure. I have as well. One but, yeah, as point I've point. been thinking about them, I'm like, I wonder which qualities of my parents, like, I've assigned to them. And which ones, like, are innately them.
2: Oh, oh, that's very, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Where I'm like, yeah. oh,
1: yeah, my dad, I would be like, hey, dad, I, um. And making an in- investment, I guess. Uh, what do I do here? Because it feels like you're going to be logical. Yes. But like, did I just make that up?
2: <clears throat> okay. That's very interesting. Because what everything you're describing is what I would do. It's like, dad is ve- logic. And, you know, like, you know, very. But my dad can also be very funny. He's yeah. very smart humor. He's like, he's got that kind of dry. Not dry, but, like, kind of very, very, like, Jewish kind of humor. Like, kind of, he's very funny. He can, and and my mom also makes good decisions and is grounded. But not when it comes to... <laughs> she does sometimes, but <laughs> with other people outside of her family. She's a Libra. So she can see, like, different sides. And is very grounded, like, when it's, like, someone else's thing. But when it's, like, something that she's involved in, it's, like... You need to sign up for insurance right now. I can't. Oh, now I can't believe you. I you know like it's very it's very intense and it's not grounded. But like, yeah, every different flavors, different. Everyone has different flavors mm-hmm. when it comes to different people.
1: Different people, different flavors. A new musical brought to you by Dylan. <laughs> oh my god, I love that.
2: Produced by uh, Ryan Murphy.
1: Yes, give us a good first season and then stop. <laughs> yes, 100%. So Dylan, what's your favorite thing about being gay?
2: Oh my God. That's a good question. My favorite thing, oh my God. Okay. The food. <laughs> I would say like the cuisine <laughs> is just so exquisite, <laughs> like White Claw and Poppers <laughs> and, you know, the occasional Molly. Mm. Um, I think for me, my favorite thing about being gay gays know how to have fun like that's something that gay straight people i'm convinced like i'm not talking about all straight people but like the really repressed toxic mask i feel i feel bad because i know deep down they really want to go and just dance and let their body just and just like gays know how the fuck to for all the toxicity that sometimes is in the gay community Gays know how to have a good time, and that is what I—that's something I love about the gay community. Actually,
1: I love that. No, it does feel like any time I'm at an all heterosexual event, which a gross. B, sure. uh,
2: I, 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 hey, I find myself there too, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it it's it is what it it's is. It's
1: hard. Um, it's, yeah. it's community it's hard service, hard. but we give <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I just every time I'm there, I'm like, oh my god, y'all have so many like embedded rituals into like how you're supposed to interact with each other that this feels
2: boring
1: boring so it's boring boring. and
2: it's like are you guys are you guys gonna go home tonight and feel fulfilled like
1: i need to go i need to i need something (laughs) else bitch like this is not fun leaving an event to go to a different event because i'm like i can't
2: bitch literally on (laughs) halloween i was at a straight party and i was like well, I'm gonna go And then I went to a gay party And danced the night away with my gay friends And got my little fill I got my fill
1: That's all you need That's Oh my god, need. I could not commit to Are you a like, dress-up-for-Halloween person? Um, It's
2: always last-minute And I never buy mm-hmm. a costume I just use whatever wigs and crap is in my thing And I'm like, what can I do with that? But I'll, honestly, I kind of wore something slutty Because I wanted to do it mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm... um. I don't know, a rock star, <laughs> you know? I yes. tried to think of something.
1: Rock star is a good catch-all for yeah, a lot. Yeah. Or you, you could always just wear a zip hoodie. You're like, I'm a straight stand-up. Um.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you could come up with something, like, clever.
1: I fully was like, um, I'm going to be dancing shirtless, so I don't have a costume. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. Like I am, like, a gay kind
2: of, like, trying to, like, live best little like hot slutty boy life. That was like kind of my that was my costume too. I was wearing a mesh
1: top and like short shorts. It was too cold for that, but whatever. Dylan keeps flirting with me on the podcast. I just want all listeners to know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it always catches me off guard when Halloween comes around and then I feel like this insane pressure to like put something together in a way that like I don't care.
2: And honestly, when it comes down to it, no one really cares. Everyone is thinking about their own costume, which also no one else really cares about. So you might as well just dress how you want to dress, slutty or warm, however. Don't pay money for a costume. Make a creative idea and just dance your little gay little night away. Your gay little ass off. That's how I do Halloween.
1: Dance that gay ass off. No, it's like Halloween, New Year's Eve, Pride. All these uh, holidays that have such high expectations of, like, this will be the best thing that's ever happened to you in your entire life. Yeah. Um, they stress me out. They stress
2: me they the
1: stress out. They stress me
2: out. The most stressful for me, my birthday. If I'm, I, because, yeah, it's, like, same kind of vibe of, like, this has to be so fun and a big party and, ah, uh, but some of the best birthday or New Year's Eve's or whatever, like, big things I've had were, like, kind of with a small intimate group, honestly.
1: I love small parties.
2: Yeah, I like small
1: groups. I famously am a huge fan of my birthday, um, <laughs> mostly because I have full control.
2: Okay, so you're a Leo. Yeah. You're a yeah. Leo? Mm-hmm. I see that. <laughs> Leo, that is the le- most Leo thing you could have said. I yeah. love my birthday.
1: I think it's <laughs> great. People celebrating me? me? Perfect. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Leo, and I love to host. So, like you put it together,
2: I love that. I love that. I I kind of love more to be a part of other parties and have fun because when I'm hosting, I'm just too worried about. Oh my god, is are they getting along with them? Do do, do they like each other? Is is this good at time? Good vibes? Is the music good? Is like so? I'm a little. A lot of energy is spent that way. is spent in that direction mm. for me.
1: That's that feeling is why i don't host hookups like i like to travel <laughs> um okay. i don't want to have to like give you water after um wow that was the most top thing i've ever heard Okay,
2: <laughs> well i'm also a top but also it's like we should be able to drag each other so no, no, um that's what this podcast is about yeah no yes, but it. um but no i feel the same way after sex i'm like no, yeah, me too. I'm usually after sex. I'm like, bye. You know, I'm kind of like, that's kind of literally
1: how I feel. I'm like,
2: yeah.
1: You know, maybe one day I'll I'll get over that. But for now, yeah, that's yeah, also yeah, how yeah, I yeah. operate. Seems great. Well, Dylan, it is that time where I ask all of my podcast guests, do you have any questions for me?
2: Oh, my God, Ryan. Do I have a question for you? Okay, so we were talking I was very interested about your parents How your mom is the social one And how your dad, you know Very logical and grounded Where in your life Because you were talking about how like your mom The piece of your mom shows up when Socially kind of like for me But where does that kind of like piece of your dad show up Where it's like you can go to movies Like how does that manifest in your life Like what 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 is What if piece of him is like manifested in you
1: yeah, I think the way that my dad looks at, again, maybe he doesn't look at things this way, but the way that I perceive the way that my dad plans and does things, um, I've been able to apply to like my creative career in a way that I think like a lot of artists can't, because a lot of it feels very like, I'm an artist, I'm just kind of like floaty, fly and free, sure, and sure, I'm like, sure. I need structure Ooh. to create. Okay, yeah. So, like, I I can't – I can't. I, I'm, I very rarely have woken up in the middle of the night or been, like, up at 2 a.m. And I'm, like, inspiration struck. And I wrote for hours, and it became the thing I wanted to be. Like, I find that if I say at 10 a.m. I'm going to write for an hour, I will be more productive. It'll be a better writing session mm. and – I took that for my dad. And then I also can apply that to doing and pursuing musical theater as an actor, which can often feel very just like running into a brick wall because you're just walking into fluorescent lit rooms singing in the same 16 bars and then walking out. Whereas my dad will often be like, okay, like what are you doing to change that? Because obviously, if you look at data, this is not working. So just yeah. from a like analytical oh standpoint, You got to switch that up.
2: Everything you're saying is things my dad told. We have the same – because my dad was, like, helping when – because – We've been parent-trapped. We've been parent-trapped. Oh, my God. I'm actually a – I'm a white person. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, my God. But everything you're saying about your dad, like, my dad also helped me, like, when it came – when I was feeling – because I think I – I'm like an art where it's like I'm a little more disorganized when it comes to like process and stuff. And he's like, yes, you should definitely set aside time where you focus on doing this, doing this. And also he told me you're in an industry where the answer is mostly no. You, The answer is mostly no. That's just that's just a fact. That is the constant of the equation. So you have to learn to be okay with that, to move forward. And I'm like, that is so right. I have to. And it really helped me when I was, you know, thinking of, it was just like the perfect advice. And Oh my God, if we have the, we have, we have the same dad, I guess.
1: Oh my God. No, it's so true. And like, even when I think back on like for school, like across the board, I was always smart enough that I I never like developed a study habit. I never, mm-hmm had any I was just like I'll write the paper the night before kind of vibes Um, mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. yeah
1: but then I had a conversation with Reed Pope actually about this oh I love that they were they were like yeah I do the same thing with my newsletter where I'll write it the night before and if it's good well I just wrote it the night before so it's whatever and if it's bad well I just wrote it the night before so it's like whatever yeah and That stuck with me too, where I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be making things that I want to be proud of and I want to share and I want to continue to work on, like I need to put solid time into it. 1000%. So that I don't just feel like everything I do is uh, accidental.
2: 100%. 100%. Because then you'll go a little mad and be like, when will the accident strike again? You need to have a little habit, a grounding habit for yourself for the creativity to flow. Yeah, it's just yeah.
1: So thanks, dads. Thanks, thank you,
2: Joshua Adler. I love you.
1: Thanks, Rick Andrews. You're doing great work. (laughs) Rick and Josh, Uh, our white
2: dads. We love. I love besties. Yeah, they would get along. Dylan,
1: Dylan, I have to ask this. Oh my god. When did when did you realize that you had Lin Manuel Miranda inside your?
2: I realized I had him inside my body. I was so obsessed with him. I love, I loved him for so long. I think he's brilliant because I love theater. And I'm like, I really just want to learn his his accent. So I learned that I kind of had a little gateway. When it's like, when I close my throat, when I kind of close my throat and make it really tight, yes! I can kind of get the voice <laughs> and I worked on it for a while. I didn't have it for a long time, but then I'm like, Oh, I kind of get it. Yes. And then I was like, I learned more and more and tried to do it more. And then until I, until it was like much more easy for me to get it. But um, yeah, he is, I love him so much. And that, that, it kind of burnt it, like birthed out of just my obsession and love for Lynn.
1: You can tell that there's definitely love in, the way that you Good. portray him, for sure. Oh, I'm glad. Sure. I hope
2: if he ever happens to see it, I hope he knows that because I would be devastated if he were like a little.
1: I d- I just love him so much. I The Elizas get me every fucking time. Oh my every God. Every single time they're thrown in there, I'm like, oh well, Dylan's a genius. So I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much. This is the best. Yeah, <laughs> how do you feel about the Wicked movie in general? Oh my God. I am
2: excited as fuck. And I think I have to know in my brain because Wicked seeing Wicked inspired me to want to see musical theater. And I it's just one of my favorites of all time. It just hits me in a very like visceral, like very like, you know, place. But I have to think it's like it's gonna be a movie. It's not live theater. Like my expectations, I have to know that it's like it's different. As a movie than as theater, but I'm gonna try to really enjoy it for what it is, and I'm so happy that Cynthia Revo is playing Alphaba because seeing Cynthia Rivo in The Color Purple was like one of the mo- most life cha- it was life changing. It was the most powerful theater experience I've ever seen, and I think she would absolute she's I can't I can't it's just gonna be so
1: good. I can't wait to see that specifically. I was lucky enough to get a little insider trading about when Color Purple was closing. Uh-huh. So I saw closing with her oh and God. Jennifer Holliday. Oh, my God. Jennifer and Holliday.
2: Jennifer uh, Just, Houston.
1: Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer Holliday closed it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I, I saw it earlier. Gen- Jennifer Hudson, Hudson was originally in it. That's and right. then it was Heather Headley. Oh, yes. Which also... If Heather wasn't the original, she could have won a Tony, I believe is one Heather of is the amazing. greatest performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, same. I'm very excited. I'm it's fun to be excited about theater in a I have to remind this to myself all the time. Like, whether or not the Rent movie is good, it got me into theater. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will happen with this Wicked movie, yeah, it is of my belief that any Wicked movie that is made should be fully animated because I'm just not going to be as excited about Defying Gravity if it's <laughs> not in front of me. <laughs> um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's but sad. I think it's gonna be a good time, I'm and I'm so I, excited. It's just been something that's been teased for so long. I know, that I know. It's I can't like, believe it's, about it's happening. Time. It's about time. I was, we, I've been waiting for it. So I'm so. I've been excited. edged forever. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's
1: the longest edging session of my life.
2: Truly, truly, truly. Yeah.
1: And I'm just ready to bust. Me too. <laughs> the gays.
2: It's been a lot of twinks like myself repressed, and we're like, ah!
1: Now we're just it's 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 happening. Here we go. We're ready Here to go. Roll. Yeah. Uh. Well, Dylan, this has been such a lovely conversation. Thank you so for lovely. taking the time to be on the pod and to giggle Um, where can the, where can the children find you?
2: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun, Ryan. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Adler six and TikTok at Dylan Adler seven. Iconically Mm. a bunch of teenagers named Dylan Adler from Aspen, Colorado took that handle. So I am not, so we'll see if I can change that
1: one day, but for now, at Dylan Adler underscore six or seven. Oof, I love that. We love, you know, you got to keep people on their toes. If you want to find me, you got to do a little research.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's kind of like what I like to give.
1: Yeah. Well, seriously everyone, find Dylan on all the socials. If you're in the city and you see him on a lineup, go see it. It's bound to be a hoot and a holler. And until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.